Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Bear. I love you too, Kura. This is episode 26 of the Bear and Kura podcast. This week we're going to get personal. Describe an instance where your patience was tested. My patience is tested all the time. I mainly get impatient with myself. And I also, I guess I get impatient with some of my relatives who are technology impaired who kind of expect me to be the IT expert in the family. Well, you are. (laughs) But probably the most impatient I got was uh, with a former co-worker who was just awful. I I can't really say much more than that publicly, but other than that, I think I'm a pretty patient person. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you're very laid back, so yeah, I would definitely agree with you pretty. But no, I've seen you, your your patience is very short with uh, your family members when it does come to IT. I've I've witnessed it uh, pertinent, uh, upfront and personal, so. (laughs) My voice gets a little louder, and I I talk a little bit more directly than I Mm -hmm. normally do. Yeah. I don't know that I would do well, like, as a nurse or something like that. Well, I mean, no, I think, you, I don't know. Well, I'm, I've seen you lose your patience with me when it comes to stuff like that. Um, I think more of it's, I think you get frustrated with me because I'm probably not the best listener in the world. <laughs> and, yeah, you just, I think you get aggravated when I don't do what you would like me to do when it comes to health uh, care type of stuff sometimes. So, so once again, I don't think I'd make a very good nurse. Yeah, I guess so. Then, how about you? How is your patience? I, I, I at work, um, I can my patience is tested daily at work. But other than that, I think I think I'm a pretty patient person. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. You would have to be to be in that kind of work. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be bombarded by stupid people all the time. Oh, yeah, every single day. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, uh, but I mean, outside of work, I, I think I'm pretty patient. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Yeah, I, I don't see you go go off on anybody. You, you don't go off on me, and I certainly must test your patience constantly. No, I'm really... I think the only time I ever really get frustrated with you is when I ask you a question and your response is, okay. And it's like, yes or no, or I want your opinion, and I get an okay. <laughs> That's the only time I get a little frustrated, really, with you. But, uh, no, yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely have to say that my patient gets tested daily at work. But you're right. It's in that line of business. It, it just, I don't know. I, I have to constantly remind myself that it's, um, uh, Common sense isn't all that common in the world we live in today. So, 
some people just don't get it or they just care not to get it. So, but other than that, I think, I think I'm pretty patient. Uh, I'll bet people have been saying that common sense isn't common for as long as there's been people. Oh, I definitely agree with that. There's always been stupid people. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I think there always will be stupid people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where where we have to learn patience. Yeah. Do you have a sense of humor? Uh, I think so. No, I, I believe I do. Sometimes it can be kind of twisted. But, um, no, I, I think I do. I think I have a pretty good sense of humor. But it's like I tell you constantly, you, you don't want to know most of what goes on in my head a lot of the times and things that I want to say that I don't say that I filter out. But, uh, yeah, because pretty much only about 98% of the stuff, I think, just stays in my head because I think I'd probably be put into a, a ward or something like that. So, but, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that goes back to you, too. I mean, do you think I have a sense of humor? Yes, I do, and I have a pretty sarcastic sense of humor, and I do like to tell jokes, but I don't hardly ever hear you tell a joke. No, I'm not. I'm not, yeah. I I don't tell, like, dad jokes or one-liners or anything like that, but, I mean, or I should say, yeah, yeah, I just, I don't have, like, canned jokes that I tell, but. People at work tend to think I'm a pretty good storyteller, uh, just about funny situations or things in the past. But I, I normally come up with one-liners. I mean, I mean, I know that I can get you laughing on occasion, but no, I, I think I do. do. Do you think you have a good sense of humor? I, I believe I do. I don't know that people always get it because because I'm sarcastic. Oftentimes, people don't. The people who know me don't know if I'm being serious or not. Well, because you, you, you're very deadpan. You, you, you'll say something, and it's like, "Well, is he being serious right now?" And then, but like, yeah, there's times. I don't know. You, you kind of have to think kind of along your 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 level. Like, it, it's hard to explain. I guess you'd have to really get to know you. But yeah, when I first met you, it was. Is he serious right now, or is because you're you're starting to be kind of biting? Um, and I can pull off a really serious look too. Well, yeah, you, you your expression doesn't change, and then I'm like, did he really just say that, or is my mind making shit up right now? Sorry. Well, um, well, here's an example. One time when I was working for a large military aircraft company, I had an assistant. One day she comes in. And the um, pest control com- company had been in the night before, and they, they sprayed and they left mothballs. And she came in and she says, "Did you smell those? Did did you smell those uh, mothballs when you came in?" And I looked at her and I gave it the straightest face I possibly could, and I said, "No, I couldn't get their little legs apart." <laughs> And that went right over her head. It has to be completely deadpan when you say something like that, or it's just not funny. Yeah, yeah. That's funny, though. Yeah, she probably didn't understand what you were trying to say. Not at all. Yeah. But everyone else got a good laugh out of it. That's funny. 
That is hilarious. Uh, and no, yeah, you there's times you know you've got me. You'll say something, and I give you this look like, and then I guess it kicks in about five seconds late, five seconds later, and I'm like, oh, and then you you give me this look like, oh, for the love of God, good thing he's, good thing he's attractive, <laughs> or, or it never kicks in, and I refuse to explain jokes. No, I just won't do it. No, I'll just say, okay, we'll go on to another subject. <laughs> No, but like, I mean, there's times where I know that I'll say something and it, you'll just crack up. And it's like I said, I'm I'm not very good at like canned jokes or something like that, but generally just kind of one-liners. I think the last time I got you really laughing was in the, the last podcast. And it, the question was about clowns and what they would taste like or something like that. I said, I imagine they taste like whiskey and cigarettes. And I thought you were going to fall out of your chair. Um, but that's the kind of, kind of humor, I don't know, like the humor that I do have. So it doesn't come very often, but it's really hilarious when it does. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> I guess the next question, uh, it's early in the morning, by the way, um, <laughs> what superpower do you wish you could have? Like a comic book superhero power, right? That's, that's how I'm reading it. I, I wish I could make people understand. So, like, empathy? N not empathy, but kind of like knowledge. Um, there, there's just a lot of stupid people out there. So you want to fix stupid? Yeah, I want to fix stupid. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How, how about you? Uh, I, I, I joke. I said I wish I could uh, have regeneration as my superpower. I'd grow my leg back. <laughs> um. But, uh, I don't know, like, I think it'd be really cool to have, like, telepathy, but I don't know if it would be very endearing having the ability to read people's minds. Uh, you know? I think it would be really bad if everybody knew <laughs> what everyone else was thinking. Yeah, and I've joked before, I've said, you know, like, I wouldn't want to be, have the ability to fly because I don't like heights, so I'd probably fly about five feet above the ground and that's it. And you wouldn't want to be invisible because you'd have to be naked. Uh, well, could you get cold? Yeah. <laughs> People, you know, that. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you'd be naked, but it's cold. I mean, you're not wearing clothing. That's one of the reasons people wear clothing is to stay warm. No, I, I, I don't know. I think a manipulation of something would be really cool, like freeze ice or control fire. I don't know. Probably... Kind of be like Magneto, where you can control anything metal. So I think that'd be really neat. Kind of form it to whatever you want and manipulate it and move it and stuff like that. So I think that'd be really cool. Besides the regeneration. I mean, no one's ever really going to have power. So I probably would say regeneration first. Just so I could grow my leg back. And, then, uh, and with that, I mean, if your vision went out, you could regenerate. Your eyes, or you know, stuff like that. So, break something, you fix it. I would have to say regeneration one. Comic book superpowers have always seemed, mm, I want to say, stupid to me. Ridiculous. Because there's no explanation for them. It's just like, oh, he can fly. Well, how? How, how does he fly? Does he have jetpacks in his ass? 
Well, that's, I mean, that's why they're comic books. Yeah. It, it, that's not science fiction. That's fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, they, like they try to explain it for, like, X-Men. It's a, it's a mutant gene that it's basically, uh, evolution where the ones with superpowers are basically the, the next line in human evolution. And so they have, like, an X chromosome or something like, I don't know, something they explain. But yeah, they, you're right. It doesn't explain why that person can fly. It's like a lot of people believe that Superman can fly. He actually doesn't fly. He jumps small buildings in it, or jumps buildings in a single bound or whatever. So his flight is actually jumping. So sorry, and I mean to delve into the dorky side of me. If you were going to invent something, what kind of object would it be? Hmm. That's a good question. That's a real good question. Um, I really, I really don't know. Um, like well, you got me on this one. You got me stumped. Maybe a way that, uh, to rejuvenate. Oh, no, that would, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. What, what, what would you do? I would want to invent the, um, what is it called? The, the, I want to say replicator, but that's not right. Um, the device on Star Trek that that they that makes things for them. Oh, okay, kind of like like in the holodeck or something like that, or just that where it basically makes money non-existent. I think I know what you're talking about. The, they can go to the cafeteria and say, "I want tea, Earl Grey, hot," and you know, a, it transports a cup of tea for them. Oh well, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it basically would make money non-existent because you could just make anything out of thin air, pretty much. Yeah, anybody could have everything. There would not be any want. Yeah. I thought it was called a replicator. Probably is called a replicator. But now, yeah, I guess I'd have to jump on that bandwagon. I don't know, like part of me wanted to say, like, a, a pancreas that would work since we're both diabetics. But, I mean, I think it'd be cool if someone could actually make any kind of organ that people would need for a transplant. But then that would be multiple things. But, like, heart, liver, kidneys, pancreas, stuff like that. But that would be multiple, multiple inventions. So, Well, I've heard that they've been able to 3D print the framework of organs and with stem cells actually create an organ hmm. that's specific to a particular person. Yeah, but I, I, I guess they're in the early stages of doing that, but wow. possibly someday it could happen. Yeah, and I, I think I read somewhere also where they're learning how to actually uh, grow uh, limbs back and stuff like that, some sort of mutation where... Or, or, Basically, how like a you can regrow something that you lost, like a like how a said lizards or geckos where they can lose their tail and grow them back, but they they kind of speculate that within about a hundred years, they're going to somehow figure out where humans could possibly do that. I don't know. I'm probably way off on that, but I thought I read something a while back about that. Well, and regenerating like a limb, I would think, would take a long time and be really painful. Yeah, yeah. Just being able to replicate one, 
I think would be a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but especially the, if you had that kind of technology. Yeah, the replicator would be incredible because it would it would it would uh people wouldn't go without. I mean, there'd be no more hunger. Yeah, for, for one, I suppose there would be downsides in um, Star Trek Lower Decks. There's a character who is uh, he's teased about his weight, and he 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 addresses that. He says, "Well, we've talked about this." It's impossible to lose weight when you can literally have any food you want any time. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, when I guess some of the downside of it, you replicate that. I mean, people could do that with firearms, drugs, and gold, hmm? gold, gold. Yeah, I mean, well, there really wouldn't be the need for money if you could replicate everything. But that's that's why I was thinking like guns and stuff like that. I mean, couldn't be able to do a background check on uh, a nut job and when he could just go and replicate a firearm, you know? Or or an atomic bomb. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, there's ups and downs to it, but I mean, but no, I mean, the, in a utopian you know, kind of world, that would be incredible. It would be awesome to do that. Because, yeah, you would, uh, there would be no need for money. Obviously, there's ups and downs to that, but I think it'd be pretty cool to sit there and just say, I want this and have it right there. So, I mean, we do a lot of shopping on Amazon and we're impressed with, you know, we order something in a day or two later, it's here. I mean, imagine just saying, oh, I want to get this and it's there. So, What have you thrown away in your life that you wish you hadn't? (laughs) We talked about this at first when we did this and I said my pride. (laughs) Um, uh, I, I guess, I don't, I don't know on this one, <laughs> go back maybe to the first question of this, my patience, <laughs> but I mean, this is kind of like a just trait, or do you think this is referring to like an actual, uh, physical object? Well, you've never had something that was valuable and you didn't realize it and you threw it away, a comic book or something? Not that I can recall. I mean, I just got back all my comic books from when I was a kid. You know, okay. Um, probably some of my sketchbooks from when I was younger. So, you know, and I don't think I purposely threw them away, but I think they got moved and lost in the process of moving. So I would probably have to say that, you know, because I've gone through so many of them and I wish I just did actually keep them all. But yeah, probably that. I mean, I think it would be really neat to go back and look at that stuff because when you know, there's times when I sketch, I also write things that are going on in my life, and it was kind of like my way of coping and just putting things down uh, that were going on in my life at that time, and to go back and kind of read that stuff and then see where my my frame of mind was at that time by kind of like the sketches that I did. So yeah, I probably. Yeah, I'd want those back. How about you? There is one thing. I had a genuine IBM PC, the original one they came out with, and it was still working. I tried to find, like, a computer museum or some place that would take it. I couldn't find any place that would take it. And uh, I didn't throw it away. Actually, my partner at the time threw it away. But I I do 
kind of wonder that has had to be valuable because most of the stuff like that you know didn't last people did throw them away and mainly they'd quit working and that one was still in working shape it's it's probably valuable i guess it's only valuable if you can find somebody who values it yeah kind of has like a niche market for it yeah hmm. so that's what you do. okay all right how are you different now than you were in your 20s i'm probably wiser now the the one thing that stip, that sticks in my mind is in my 20s i drove really fast i had a pretty nice car and i drove way too fast and that was stupid but you do stupid things in your 20s mm. I, i've grown up now and my insurance is a lot less now yeah I'm not getting did you get a lot of speeding tickets i i got one and it pretty much doubled my insurance rates for a long time oh wow in fact i don't i think they went down when we got married i, I went specifically to the agent and said look i got married and um, and they did lower my rates oh wow I guess the having being responsible for somebody else probably makes people safer. Yeah. At least the at least the insurance people think so. Yeah. How are you different than when you were in your twenties? Oh, I'm completely different. I'm not as I wouldn't say I was ever hot headed, but uh it's like we talked before, like if I met you in my twenties, you you would have ever probably even spoken to me. I was just a completely different person. Uh, I was more brash. Just uh, going out. You know, I used to go out and drink. I used to be in the bar six, six, seven days a week. So, yeah, I'm completely different. But th- that, just, just, I'm more mature. Like you said, I'm more, I'm wiser. So, you know, just and I, that just comes with life experience, too. But, you know, when I was younger, I just thought that I was indestructible. And, you know, you get older and you realize that you're actually not. But, yeah, I would say that just, just I'm a night and day, you know, completely different. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you've seen the calmer side of me because I calmed down quite a bit. But even when we first got together, you knew that I would. You knew, but you know, you knew about my past and going out and stuff like that. So, but yeah, that's that's probably the biggest difference. What have you liked best about your life so far? Um, probably. Hmm. I mean, there's so many good things. I mean, I'm just happy with my life in general. I mean, there's some things I could do without. I mean, I, I feel privileged that I married to you. We're in a you know relationship. We have our ups and downs, but I'd say most of our our time together has been ups. I'd have to say you, really. But I don't know. Um, how about you? What do you think? Well, I'm glad to hear that. I I kind of expected that to be your answer. Yeah. I I thought about this quite a bit, and I think what I like best about my life is that I'm different different from other people. So many people 
especially like in high school years, they, they say, oh, I really wish I was, you know, that, that I could fit in, that I was like everybody else. But I have to say, even in those times in my life, I did not want to be somebody who fit in. I, I liked being different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think you're probably more the type that wants to fit in. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't think I ever strive to fit in, but I think, I don't know. It's like, you know, like you say that I was the jock in high school. I mean, I never set out every morning to please people, but maybe I did, you know, did somehow. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I guess, I guess so. What has been the most influential experience in your life? There's not one thing that I can say is the most influential thing in my life. My life is a series of experiences, and I am I am the sum total of those experiences. And I really don't think there is one thing that I can point out. That's a very good answer. How about you? I, um, I would agree with your answer, but probably the biggest thing would probably be moving from New Jersey to Kansas. Moved at a um, not a young age, but you know, right out of high school, came here to you know, and now I've been here for thirty years. But yeah, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing. What was it influential, or was it just a a reference point in time? Well, it was both. I mean, you know, you you go. It was. It's pretty much the the. I hate saying cultural difference, but it really is a cultural difference. I mean, you go from the East Coast, where it's so many people living on top of each other, to the Midwest. It's just a different way of life. So, of course, that's going to influence your life. It's more laid back out here. People are more polite. It's just a completely different environment. I, I mean, you probably agree with that. I mean, when you visited New Jersey with me a few years back, you saw the difference. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, people are a bit more abrupt back east than they are here. Yeah, they're, they're more brash, and you know, people say they're rude. I don't think it's necessarily being rude. They just don't have, there's not enough time in the day to get things done back there. Every, it's a rat race and you're in that environment, you know, all day, every day. That would probably be the most influential thing. I mean, if I could narrow it down to one thing, but no, I agree with your answer completely. You know, it's, it's a multitude, multiple, multiple things that shape us. So. Really, there's just not one thing. But if I had to pinpoint it to one thing, I would probably say that. What's one thing you've always wanted but still don't have? Hmm. So we're talking about physical objects? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. This is going to sound hokey because I'm not this type of person at all, but I've always wanted an FJ Cruiser, which is a Toyota SUV. And I... Still want one, and I don't know why. I've never driven one, but I think they're really cool looking. And I mean, and this just goes down to something that just be neat to have. But I would have to say that's the first thing that popped into my head when I uh, looked over these questions uh, a few days ago. How about you? That's and you can't see the Enterprise. 
That's <laughs> interesting because um, for me, it's also a car. Uh, um, I don't have a specific brand and model like you do, but I would like to have an electric car. Okay. And I have thought that long before they became popular. Mm -hmm. Most people buy a car because, uh, you know, they need to get from home to work. And a car has a 10 or 15-gallon tank, and they can drive 400 miles, you know, on a single tank of gas. But how often do you do that? Yeah. Really, all you need is to get around town and go to work and back. And I think plugging in, you know, your car in the garage overnight is is plenty fine. Yeah. Well, and then you don't have to do all the maintenance of like on a normal car, like changing oil and brakes and all that stuff with a electric car. I'm sure there is maintenance. Yeah, but it's not it's not as much from what yeah. I've read yeah. and understand. So, no, I agree with that. Perhaps someday yet to be, I I will get one. Yeah. I would just like to get a car. <laughs> what is, oh, like, okay. What is your favorite saying or expression? People who know me already know this. My favorite expression is, sarcasm is a precious resource that too often goes wasted. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> when um, when I post something on Twitter, when I post a reply to somebody and it's sarcastic and they come back answering that as if I were, if it was a serious thing, that's, that's the quote that I always give them right back. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've witnessed you do that <laughs> plenty of times. It's amazing how many people don't understand sarcasm when they hear it. Yeah, well, you're well. It's like we were talking about earlier. I mean, you'll say something and you're completely deadpan. So I know there's people who don't know you are looking at you, probably going, "Okay, is he serious?" Or you know, so. But yeah, it's. I knew that. I knew that was going to be your answer. What's your favorite saying? Probably kiss my white Irish ass. <laughs> That's my go-to when I get bad. I hardly ever hear you say that. Oh, you've heard me say that plenty of times when I get mad about something, and that's why you've had it edited on the podcast a few times. Hmm. So it's normally when I get pretty fired up. It's my way of saying something and being brash and upfront, but not completely cussing somebody out and going completely New Jersey on them. That would probably be my, my favorite saying. What's an insult you've received that you're proud of? Mm, uh, there's so many. <laughs> I can't think of just one off the top of my head. I really can't. Um, well, um, for me, it's the word queer. Yeah, explain. It's, it's a word that um, went from... Mm, being sort of ambivalent, you know, people would say, well, he's a queer duck, um, to, to an insult and, um, has been kind of recovered. I, I think we've, we've taken that word back. Yeah. I remember once, um, 
this was in the early 80s when I was starting to become active um, in the gay community. And um, there was there was a protest. Uh, Anita Bryant was just big back in those days. And she got famous because Wichita passed a gay rights ordinance that in record time was withdrawn again, something like 90 days. And I remember the chief of police saying, we don't hassle the queers, which was such a double negative. I mean, he, he was doing it right there in that statement. Mm, yeah. And it really, it really bugged me. At that time, queer was not a word I would call myself or anyone else, but it has been reclaimed and it's a word I don't mind. I don't mind using. I don't mind saying. Hmm. What What do you think of of that word? Um. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, I really do. It's something that, like you said, we've taken back. It's not an insult anymore. And I mean, you really, um, you you only let people who insult you or try to. You give them the power if you allow them, if you allow that statement to bother you. So, most of the time, if someone tries to insult you, I take it as a grain of salt. Like, you know, I probably go without that person in my life. So, that's, you know, that's, I try not to pay it any mind. But, I, you know, people, people have feelings and they do. I think one of the statements you made to me is why are you going to let them live, live in your brain rent free? You know, because then, you know, it, it, I mean, that just says it right to the point. You know, they're going to get there. And then why give them the time of day to do it? So, but no, I, I agree with your statement completely. If you had the power to solve one and only one problem in the world, what would it be and why? I think we've talked about this before in the in the podcast. I would I would love to make people be kind. And, I mean, it's self-explanatory. There's just so much hate and anger, and we've talked about this in the podcast, but I think that would be my my choice. And I know it's impossible, but I guess that we're really talking about the impossible anyway, but I think that would be the one problem that I wish I could solve, you know, just get the anger out of people's hearts. What would you do? Well, I, I want to talk about what you said first. If people could understand each other better, perhaps there would be less hate. Mm -hmm. um, I remember an episode of The Twilight Zone where, um, I believe it was in World War II, there, the, there was a Japanese army and there was an American army. They were fighting each other and something happened and they switched places. Uh, where one of the one of the Japanese soldiers went into the body of the American and vice versa, and they saw um, the other person's culture and uh, understood each other so much better after that. I wish, I wish people could do that. I w wish they could trade places with their enemies and mm -hmm. and, and see. Their, their life is as, as they see it. Mm -hmm. 
but if I had the power to solve one thing, I would, I would want to eliminate want. Mm. Um, like we were talking about with the replicator, it, it, if you could, if you could remove want and hunger, I think so much of the world would be so much better. Oh yeah, yeah. I would agree because I think crimes would drastically go down because people wouldn't be doing things to get things. Oh yeah, you see what I, you know what I mean when I say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many crimes against other people because of want. So someone always wants something that they can't have, and they'll try to do anything to attain those things. Okay, all right. If the whole world was watching you, seven billion people right now, what would you say to them all? I think we would both say it doesn't really cost you anything to be kind. Yep. Bingo. Yep. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to refer back to the last question. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. No, no, that that's it. Yeah. yeah that, I, that's the whole statement right there. Yeah, and I think you summed it up really well. So I guess we're at the end of the show. So what is your favorite joke right now? Am I the only one you've ever had sex with? No. I think I am. Are you being sarcastic? All the others were seven, eights, and nines. (laughs) You're terrible. That's not true. You're a ten. (laughs) All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Kura. And Bear. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.